Good evening. Welcome once again to the Daily Audio Prayer. I am Sean Odenhall. Thank you again. I am always so grateful to have everyone here who's praying with me. It is wonderful to know that I have people from all over the world praying and with me and and coming to our Lord together as one body in Christ. So today we're going to continue through continue on through Hebrews. Um, tonight we are going to pray through a section. This is actually a section by A.W. Pink, but he references in this John Owen exposition of John Owen and. We have been speaking of the perfection that Christ brought in. He was perfected by his obedience. And so John Owen lists seven ways that Christ, a summary of that Christ produced to the glory of God and the blessing of his people, uh, this perfection that Christ brought in. And there are seven, and the Bible speaks of seven as a number of perfection. So uh, this is always uh, wonderful. I love A.W. A. Pink, the way he uh, gets um, into the depths of the, the, the scriptures, he, the types and the, the details that sometimes we forget about. So we're going to pray through this, but there are seven ways. And then Tomorrow, we're going to continue on through uh, Hebrews and talk about through prayer that Jesus um, was perfectly fitting. For it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, and separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. So that will be exciting to go through that. Tonight, let's come before our... Lord, our Christ, who was perfected, and boast on him and worship him as we talk about his perfection. So, Lord, first, we thank you for Christ. Thank you for the sacrifice and that Christ received perfection, that perfection was brought in. And Christ produced to the glory of God and the blessing of his people. First, righteousness. The introduction of all imperfection was by sin. And this made the law weak, Lord. We know that we could not, because the law was weak, we could not be justified by that. And we were without strength, which meaning we could not stand before you, uh, in completely um, justified because we did not have that perf- that righteousness of Christ. But perfection was introduced by righteousness, the righteousness of Christ, the beginning and the fundamental of the new covenant. And your word says, Lord, therefore do the saints... Speak of Christ as the Lord, our righteousness. You are 
our righteousness, Lord. Any righteousness we have is from you. That is the final word. There is, we have no righteousness. Lord, your word says, and we're grateful that our righteousness is his filthy rags. It's the best we can do. Our most whitest white that we think that we can bring before you is just dingy, gray, dirty, because on our own, we are unrighteous. But the righteousness of Christ is brought in an everlasting righteousness. And therefore, we as believers are made the righteousness of God in Jesus. Next, second, peace. Peace was the next thing that Jesus brought into the, the perfection in Christianity. As Jesus was the high priest, as you were the high priest of the covenant, It pertained to you to make peace between God and sinners. You made peace between us and the Father. It was your your death and your righteousness that made peace. The propitiation for our sins. For when we were enemies, you, Lord Jesus, you reconciled us to God by the death of yourself. You are the Prince of Peace, as Isaiah says. And you made peace through the blood. We're grateful, Lord Jesus, for your blood, the blood of the cross that produced in us peace. For the result of this is that we as believers have peace with God through you, Lord Jesus Christ. And we rejoice in that, that we have the gospel of peace that we proclaim. And may we do that. May we proclaim to the world, to those we come uh, and meet every day, that we have a gospel of peace, not a gospel of judgment, a gospel of, of retribution, but a gospel of peace. And we can tell our friends, tell our family, tell those in the world that there is now peace with God because of Jesus Christ. And in light, light, you, God, designed for us as believers a greater measure of spiritual light and knowledge of the mysteries of your wisdom and grace that were not, we could not attain that by the law, but through Jesus, through his perfection, We have the Holy Spirit living in us and we have light. You, O Father, reserve for your Son Jesus the honor of making known the fullness of your counsels. For under the Levitical priesthood, there was but a shadow of things to come. And your word, Lord, speaks of of, of the, the law, of the types of the law as a shadow of things to come. And because of that, the attitude of the Old Testament church was looking forward to a day where there was a, would be a fuller rev- revelation till the day breaks and the shadows flee away. And the contrast between these, where the darkness is past and the true light now shines. Lord, we rejoice and we're so grateful that now we have within us the true light 
that now shines. The darkness, the shadows, no longer, Lord, do we deal with shadows of things, types, things that will soon come to pass, for they have come to pass. And may the true light that you have given us now shine through us and shine to those, not only for ourselves, that we would see truth in our own lives and rest and find rest because of that, but the true light would shine to others and they would see in us something beautiful and bright, which is Jesus. Fourth, because of your perfection, Lord, we now have access to God the Father. We have a liberty and boldness of approach to the throne of grace. And Lord, that was unknown in the time of the Old Testament. Not only unknown, but expressly forbidden under the law. The people, your people, were fenced off at the foot of the mountain. And you, Jehovah God, appeared to Moses on the top. And in the tabernacle, nobody but the priests could go beyond the outer court to the Holy of Holies where you dwelt and how blessed it is now, Lord. We rejoice and we praise you for through Jesus, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Help us, Lord, to appreciate that today, to really appreciate and understand that our coming before you now could not be done and we are guilty and we confess our sin of taking that for granted. For many times we just waltz into your presence and and real and we don't realize that we are coming into the presence of the holy God who spoke on the mountain. The unapproachable God at one time, but now through Jesus we approach. Having Therefore, the boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Lord, may we value the blood today and draw near. Help us to draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. This may be hard for some listening to have that assurance of faith that they can come before you. Particularly when we so easily look at our sin, we look at our guilt and look at our our present situation where we are struggling with, with sin. May we see clearly that we have full assurance to come before you in faith. And fifth, the unveiling of the future state. Lord, you brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And whatever knowledge of resurrection and eternal blessedness that that those in the Old Testament enjoyed, it was not conveyed and not brought to them by the priesthood, the Levitical priesthood. But now we have the great high priest who has endured the cross for us. You, Lord, entered the devouring jaws of death. For you did not remain there. You triumphed over the grave. And in the resurrection of Jesus, 
we, your people, have the evidence and guarantee and pattern of our own victory too. For you went on before us as our forerunner and we have joy. Your word says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And it was not by virtue of the Levitical priesthood that the Old Testament saints rejoiced, but it was the ground of their joy was that death one day would be swallowed up in victory. They waited. They had to wait for that, Lord. But we have that now. They awaited the death and the resurrection of you, Lord Jesus. And therefore, Abraham rejoiced to see his day. And in John, you said that, Lord. But we as Christians have a joy unspeakable and full of glory. And it is that inexpressible satisfaction which is wrought in the love of God by Jesus Christ. And lastly, we, but not, there's so much more, Lord. We are just skimming the surface of what you have done through the perfection of Christ. We glory in the Lord. For this is the fruit of joy. The chief design of the gospel is to exclude all human boasting to empty us of glory and self. May we not do that. For you ordered things that no flesh should now glory in your presence. And so that he that glories must glory in the Lord. And so it was promised of old that glorying in the Lord is that high exaltation of spirit that causes believers to esteem their interest in heavenly things high above things present. And may we despise and condemn all that is contrary to that. And to say with the apostle, God forbid that we should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Lord, we thank you for that today. Thank you for these truths. May we take these truths of the perfection, the results of the perfection of Christ, that apply to us personally. May we take them to heart and come leave this morning on our as we begin our day or at night as we sleep, wherever we are, and rejoice in what you did, Lord Jesus. Not what we have done, but what you did. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you again. We went a little long tonight, but it was well worth it never pray too much. So thank you for being here. May God richly bless you today and uh, reveal himself to you. In Jesus' name. Bye-bye.